0: you're listening to everyday creative people i'm your host dina adrians and this podcast is for the doers dreamers and makers of the world for anyone who wishes they had more time and freedom to play struggles with creative blocks or who's trying to figure out how to make a living while making art i'm here to stumble through the madness by your side once you finish listening to today's show please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast leave a comment and tell a friend it will really help me out You can also join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group after the show and find all the show notes at dinaadriance.com slash podcast. Now settle in, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Creative People. Um, I'm excited to introduce my guest to you today. Uh, My guest today is a little bit different from the guest that I've had on the show so far in that she, to my knowledge at least, and we'll Discover more about this as we have our conversation. But um, to my knowledge, she is, does not have a clear sort of artistic creative practice. But I think she's being creative in a lot of other ways. So I'm excited to introduce you. Um, my guest today is Erica Soltanian. And I always fail at making sure that I know how to pronounce all of the things in, in the bio before I start doing this introduction. So, Erica, can you please tell me, was I pronouncing your name correctly?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Erica Soltanian. Sultanian, okay. But people pronounce it all different ways. I'm sure. <laughs> you did not picture it. I've heard it before. <laughs> yeah, I get the same thing with
0: my last name, so I get it. Um, cool. So Erica Sultanian, um, who is a co-founder of Mission Collaborative, um, which is how I met, met her. Um, and Mission Collaborative is a DC-based organization that helps professionals design careers that they love through workshops and immersive program, programming. Excuse me. Um, And they're doing some really interesting stuff around that. Erica was inspired to co-create Mission Collaborative after struggling through a career change herself and realizing that there aren't many resources or support organizations to help professionals change careers once they graduate college. Um, so by day, Erica works at, the, at DC's Office of the Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development, and we can talk about that a little bit more in, in the conversation. Um, and then by night, she is uh, working on Mission Collaborative, uh, and also in her free time, which I don't know how you have any free time time, to, working a full-time job and, you know, building your own startup. But in her free time, Erica organizes Startup Weekend events in DC, which help bring new startups to life through 54-hour intensive weekend experiences. Uh, so Erica, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dina.
1: Super excited to be on board.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us um, a little bit, was there anything in that introduction that you feel like was missing? Like, was there anything that you want to elaborate on?
1: Yeah, um, well, I think you hit the nail on the head, but just a little bit more about my background and how I came to co-found Mission Collaborative. Yeah. Um, so I went to George Washington University. I studied international affairs and economics. And in my senior year, I was going through the traditional on-campus recruiting process. Um, and I felt that there was a lot of pressure to just get a job, uh, have something lined up, and... I ended up getting a job offer with Mira Economic Consulting as an analyst there, and it paid well. It was in New York. I had always wanted to go to New York. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I took the job, and it was a great experience at first. I learned a lot, had awesome coworkers, but after working there for about a year, I was like, damn, I hate my job, but I have no idea what I want to do next, and it ended up taking me over a year and a half to finally make that transition. Mm And along the way, I felt like it was a pretty lonely and emotional process uh, when you keep getting those rejections after rejections and your friends are asking you like, oh, like how's the job search going? And you're like, oh yeah, uh, not great. And then they hit <laughs> me you're like, oh, I just don't want to talk about this and kind of stop hanging out with people because you don't, you know, they're going to keep asking those questions. Uh, I felt like I was definitely a little bit depressed. Um, and definitely had some health issues as well, just because I was so unhappy mm-hmm. at my day job and I felt like it really invaded a lot of my personal life as well. But all in all, I felt like I wasn't really going about it the right way. Looking back now, I was just sending in tons of applications and resumes, hoping someone would respond back to me, yeah. not really putting a lot of thought um, into customizing all of that. Um, which is one of the reasons why I co-founded Mission Collaborative is really, A, to create that supportive community for people who are going through those career changes, because oftentimes it's not something you really want to talk about with your friends or even your loved ones, Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of shame and anxiety about that as well, Um, but also to teach a better process. Once you graduate, there's not a ton of help or resources to help you make that change, especially if you realize that maybe what you studied isn't wasn't the best choice and you don't really want a career in that. How do you make that change <laughs> without going back to school and make sure you don't Absolutely. make it again? Um, so that's what we're all about at Mission Collaborative is a better process and also community to support you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it's so your story, I think, is so representative of what so many people experience. Um, I mean, being working in the career space myself, like, I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're looking for a new job is to just focus on sending as many resumes as they can yes. out to the <laughs> Um And, and uh, quantity does not equal quality.
1: <laughs> it's so true. People are always like, it's a numbers game. Just keep putting yourself out there. And Maybe that's true for some people, but what we found working with people looking to make career changes is that quality is so much more important and defining a short list, only mm-hmm. applying for jobs where you actually are excited to work there and see real potential actually really improves your chance of finding something since you're putting a lot of energy into fewer applications.
0: Yeah. So... Was the seed for Mission Collaborative really, like when you were going through that process, did you get the idea for Mission Collaborative at that time? Or
1: where did that come in the process? Yeah. So I actually feel like my life completely changed when I attended a Startup Weekend event in March. Mm -hmm. And before that, March of last year. yeah, Yeah. So a year ago. Before that, I felt like I was still struggling to regain my confidence Mm -hmm. that had really eroded having a job that I didn't like and just feeling that I wasn't really able to contribute creatively anymore. Um, But I attended Startup Weekend and I ended up pitching an idea and it was chosen and I ended up leading a team. And went through a lot of hardship throughout the weekend, Uh, had two developers on my team just leave, and we went through a lot of ups and downs with the idea. Uh, But I ended up pitching on Sunday night and was really proud of the pitch that I was able to produce. Mm. And that's also where I ended up meeting Grant. And we were on different teams, but we had connected early on in the weekend, and I was really impressed by his pitch and his ability to present himself, and I think he was impressed by mine as well. And we ended up just running into each other after the event, at mm. a net impact event around food solutions and food challenges, oh, cool! and ended up being on the winning team for that and working together. And from there, Grant told me that he really wanted to work on something to help people who want to make a career change and have at least a few years of work experience. And that was something that really resonated with me as mm. I had just gone through that process myself. Um, And we realized that we worked well together since we uh, had just worked on this net impact challenge together. And that's really where Mission Collaborative was born. Um, And we ended up spending five months together just fleshing out this idea, fleshing out programs, curriculums, talking to people, testing it out. Mm -hmm. And we ended up publicly launching workshops in August of last year.
0: Man, so, I mean, you guys have really uh, done a great job, I think, of um, building your audience um, by really focusing around the community aspect of your work, I think. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So for all of our events, what we envisioned was we didn't want the traditional networking events that you usually find in D.C., um, and I'm sure we've all been to those where it's just a giant room, you have a name tag, and you just freeform network. Go oh, hate people. those. <laughs> I hate those too. <laughs> so we purposely wanted to design experiences that weren't like that and would actually foster a collaborative community. Mm. So, how we did that was really being intentional about having activities that really force you to interact with people, but also go way deeper we don't start our events by having everyone introduce themselves and tell us where they're working. Uh, we're not about that. We're about going deeper. So mm-hmm. often like our intro events start with asking, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do if all of your expenses were covered for five years? Um, and really creating those interactions where we're forcing people to be deep, open and vulnerable with each other to really set the stage, for the type of sharing and openness that we want in our community. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also are big on collaboration and collaborative events. Uh, We do very little talking at people. We are big on interactive activities where our participants are actually able to help each other. And a lot of people are surprised realizing how much they really enjoy helping others and how much value (laughs) they're able to give. Because oftentimes at our events, we have someone who's looking to get out of the nonprofit world, and you have another person who wants to get into there. So (laughs) we see a lot of natural sharing, um, collaboration, community at our events, which has been really special to see.
0: Yeah, that's so great. So let's talk about how all of this connects with creativity. Um, How do you, like from your perspective, how do you feel that creativity shows up in your life?
1: Yeah, I feel like creativity shows up in so many different ways uh at my day job i feel that having my side business where i am forced to be creative all the time we have not done this before we are entrepreneurs we're new at this we're trying things out and we're seeing what works um i feel like at my last job there was a lot of structure and i had to follow the rules and i knew what i was supposed to do and look to the past whereas when you're starting a business there's nothing for you to look back on to see what works because you've never done it yeah so A lot of that is forcing you to think outside of the box and also it's great because you're not limited by anything. You're limited by maybe like financial constraints, by time constraints, but if you're not creative, you're not going to have a business. Yeah. Because if you're not able to create something new and innovative then you're just copying what other people are doing. Um, You're not creating a unique experience and you're not really creating a name for yourself. Um, But I feel like the creativity I have to use every day with Mission Collaborative has even helped me in my day job and to think outside Mm -hmm. of the box and think of new ideas and new initiatives and thinking of how I can move my work forward there as well.
0: Mm, I love that. I, I think one of the most interesting things that I've seen in in doing this podcast is the people who are working day jobs that have nothing to, or that have not have nothing to do with creativity, but day jobs where creativity is not a major part of your work. Mm-hmm. Um, but who are sort of doing engaging in a creative practice outside of their day jobs. Um, I find it so interesting how the the creative practice really feeds back into the work that you're doing during the day, your primary paid work. Um, and seems to really, uh, I think, support people both in terms of helping them to feel like they're having a more well-rounded life as a whole, that they're sort of feeding these different parts of themselves, uh, but then also ultimately helping
1: you to do better work at your primary job. Um, Does that resonate with your experience? A hundred percent, Dina. I think you hit the nail on the head. I feel that I've been so much more effective at my day job just Mm. running Mission Collaborative uh, for a few reasons. One, I'm way better at managing my time and being productive. When you have limited time and Hmm. time is such a finite resource, you become a lot more conscious about how you're spending it. So I'm way less likely to go like, get in like a hole and like read a bunch of new stories or get distracted. Since I know that I am here for eight hours, I am going to spend my time, get this stuff done. Um, I think also just the confidence that I've gained creating my business with grant has helped immensely in my business. Uh, sorry, in my day job to just give me the confidence that no, you actually have good ideas and you <laughs> should propose this uh, and just go for it. And I can do public speaking and I can be creative and lead a call, even though I don't have a ton of background. Hmm. And I think a lot of these things I would have been more hesitant to do before. Yeah. I had not started my own business and just been forced to do it all the time. Um, But I feel like when you realize that you can do it in that other setting, uh, doing in your day job seems a lot easier. Yeah. Hmm. And also just connections. Uh, I feel that a a lot of my work at the deputy mayor's office is involved in supporting D.C.'s entrepreneurial community, growing D.C.'s private sector economy, and being an entrepreneur myself has helped me give give me such new perspective Mm -hmm. on my job and identifying resources to help other people and also some pain points that entrepreneurs may may face that I I wasn't aware of before. That's great. So what
0: what would you say are the sort of conditions or um, elements that support you in uh, really being able to tap into your creativity
1: I think having supportive people around you is key so at my day job I have an awesome boss who is open to my creative ideas and open to what I think and what ideas I have for new initiatives or how we could do things differently. Um, At Mission Collaborative, I have an awesome co-founder, Grant, who has been extremely supportive and is always looking to help me grow professionally um, and really identify opportunities for me to just share my voice. I feel like we work really well together as a team. It's not like, oh, well, like we're doing this. So it doesn't matter if you have a, that idea. Um, that's not a relationship at all. It's been really open and we both are really open to trying new things and just seeing what works. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of the, the things that we preach at Mission Collaborative is that people need to test careers out before they make that leap. And we do a lot of testing ourselves in just building Mission Collaborative and To be honest, we've definitely put stuff out there that hasn't worked, Um, but it's been a learning experience. Um, And we've also created things that have worked really well. So it's really just a constant iterative process. And I think the key thing is not being afraid of failure. If you're afraid of not doing something because you think it's not gonna work, the real answer is like, you don't know if it's gonna work or not until you try it. So just try it. So we're big believers on that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's um, there's a famous quote, and I can't remember who it was that said it, um, but there's a quote that says, um, what is it? It's like, try, fail, try again, fail again, fail better. Yeah, I love that, <laughs> that's, that's great. It's so true, I mean, I think that I, it can be so easy to let fear of failure Get in your way from even starting. Uh, yes. But unless you start, uh, you won't have the opportunity to learn and to grow and to fail better.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so true. And I, I feel like that's a huge block for a lot of people's creativity is that they may have an idea, but they never pursue it because they are afraid of what's going to mm. happen if they do and it doesn't work out. Yeah. And to those people, I would say, you don't know that. Just go for it and you're going to learn something even if it fails. So why Mm. not try it?
0: Mm. Yeah. How do you, um, how do you get past that barrier? Um, when there's like that psychological, uh, barrier of like, paralysis in a lot of ways? Like, what do you think are the biggest things that that enable you or enable people that you've seen in general um, to get past that barrier?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Dina. I think the key thing for me is just thinking about what could, what's the worst thing that could happen? And oftentimes when you think about that, it's not too bad. (laughs) The worst thing that could happen for us is, okay, we put on a maybe somewhat subpar workshop and we realized that this activity didn't go over super well. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, that's not a huge, a huge deal. And I think if we're unable to even try that, we're never going to succeed in building activities that do work really well, Hmm. which is why we spent three months just testing out all of our curriculum, all of our workshops before we launched any type of cohort full-time, like cohort immersive model, um, just so we could have that safe, safe place.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: the key thing is just trying it in, like, smaller ways, like, testing the waters a little bit, mm. um, if that's something that you're scared about, mm-hmm. um, and do, like, don't do, like, a huge, like, full-blown event if you're really scared it's gonna fail, but there's a lot of ways that you could do mini-tests, you could talk to people, get by and see what people say, um, Hmm. to really make yourself feel more comfortable moving forward. Yeah.
0: I think those baby steps are so important. And like yes. uh, what you were saying about taking that time that you guys took five, it was five months.
1: Yeah. Um, we took <laughs> five planning months. And, and, preparation
0: <laughs> and testing and, and um, really trying things out before you were ready to launch publicly. And I think that's so smart. Um, so often, and I think part of, one of the biggest mistakes that people can make in the creative process is sharing their work too early with the wrong people. Um, and, uh, it can, you can get really burned, (laughs) uh, when you do that. So I love that you guys took five months to, um, really kind of gather yourselves together and, and build that up.
1: Yes. That was definitely a key factor in, I think, of the lot of success that we've seen so far is that we did take that time. We didn't launch until we were ready. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also think another thing that helped us is that we both still have day jobs and we don't feel as much pressure to make money and make this financially successful Mm -hmm. overnight.
0: Yeah,
1: Having that ability has been extraordinarily helpful in just our ability to test out new things to be patient um to focus on building the community first mm-hmm. uh, and not worrying about paying the bills since we do still have those day jobs
0: yeah yeah so speaking of uh having day jobs and building this business etc. Yeah. um you know i think that a lot of people who listen to this podcast uh are people who maybe have something that they do on the side and might like to leave their day job at some point and, you know, go off and launch this thing on the side. Or they don't have something specific that they do on the side, but they are dreaming of leaving their day job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to figure out, you know, what might it look like to do that. Um, But what does that process look like for you guys? So, like, you've been in this for a year now, um, roughly and uh, you're building this business, it, it, it seems from an external perspective, like you're having some pretty good success at this point. Um, what's the breaking point for you? Like, how will you guys know, like, is your goal ultimately to go full time with this and, and leave your day jobs?
1: And if so, how will you make that decision? Yeah. 100%, our goal is to be able to do this full-time, to quit our day jobs, and just be full-time entrepreneurs on this. Mm. Uh, I think the key point for us will be once we prove that this could be financially viable for both of us. Okay. And we've had success. People have paid for our program, but we haven't yet cracked a revenue model that is sustainable and mm. would allow us to not be super freaked about freaked out about money every sure. five seconds. Sure. <laughs> so I think we just both need to be at a point where we're comfortable. And like yes, we prove this; people are willing to pay for this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we can do this full time. Yeah, I think the other side of that is if it gets to a point where there is a lot of business opportunities and a lot of people wanting to work for us, work with us, and pay for our services in a recurring manner then we may get to the point where we quit our day jobs Hmm. but at this point in time we're just spending all of our free time outside of work uh just hustling on this and doing as much as we can until we get it to that point
0: Hmm. yeah so speaking of free time how does this all balance out for you (laughs) how do you make sure that you're also taking taking care of your yourself and your greater needs
1: yeah um to be honest i haven't done a great job of that uh, finding balance in my life is something I struggle with and I definitely spend the vast majority of my time just uh, either at my day job or working on this during nights and weekends. I think the key thing for me though has been keeping a super structured calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have that built in time to hang out with friends. Um, I, I have a game night next Monday night. It's on the calendar. I'm going, it's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> But I think I just have had to plan things farther out in advance and mm-hmm. let my friends know that I don't do super well with last minute plans anymore. So if someone's asking me to hang out the day before, it's probably not going to happen. Right. But if I'm able to put something on my calendar a few weeks or even a month in advance, then I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to make time for it. Yeah.
0: And it, it sounds like the work that you're doing also is like, even though your schedule is so full you're really doing work that feeds you yes. in a lot of ways, um, which I imagine helps to um, minimize the, the strains of the, the packed schedule.
1: Exactly. And I think the key thing has been I'm really energized by putting on an admission collaborative workshop, by meeting all the mm-hmm. awesome people at those events. So that really does help feed that social interaction and also having a co-founder grant um, and we're able to work together on a lot of this stuff. So yeah. I think I, I would be a lot more drained if it was just me sitting and staring at my computer all day after work. Um, but it's helpful that our events are interactive. A lot of the work is done together collaboratively. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel as drained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, oh, I totally
0: hate it when this happens. I totally had a question just a moment ago. And it- <laughs> like left my brain. Um, (laughs) Hmm, where was I gonna go
1: next? Um I guess I guess I didn't answer your other question though about the people who are looking to maybe do this uh to quit their job and do something on this their what they're doing on the side full time or the people who are just thinking about it Mm -hmm. um, and want to quit their job and try something. I would say to the people who are thinking about being a full-time creative or a full-time entrepreneur, test it out first. Do as much as you can Mm -hmm. while you still have your day job and you have that safety net. It's not always possible, but I think people would be surprised how much they're actually able to accomplish, test out, and get done Mm -hmm. while still laying that foundation um, and while still having their day job. And for the other people, I would say focus on saving that, what I like to call a financial exploration fund. So you have your emergency fund, but also have an exploration fund that would allow you to maybe quit your job for Mm. six months or a year even, and just test the waters. Yes.
0: And that is one of the reasons why staying in your day job longer while you're testing this stuff out uh, can be very helpful. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's a, it's helpful to set a financial um, sort of uh, goal um, in terms of, what, what did you call it, a, a,
1: an exploration fund? Yeah, I like I love to that. call it exploration fund, which should yeah. be separate than your emergency fund. You should yes. also always have that. But yes. Start saving for your exploration fund now.
0: Yes, that's a great, I'm totally going to steal that. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> a great it. name.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, like having your exploration fund and then also um, I think your, your point about sort of um, finding a certain level of, um, level of. Of like things are do seem to be working, yes. (laughs) You know, um, with this thing that I'm trying, so let me go full time with it and and see uh, where it takes me. Um, Using my exploration fund to to fund that. Um, Yes, I feel like I I in a lot of ways did kind of the opposite end of things. I was just so desperate (laughs) to to get out and to and there were like things that were sort of aligning time-wise um like my lease was up and i was just ready to leave new york that i sort of jumped the gun a little bit um and it's been you know thankfully i have a very supportive very supportive family um which has really enabled me to get through the process of, of building my business um but it's been a challenge um and there are times where i look back and i wish Uh, that I had done things differently Um, you know done things you know more sort of planned and strategic the way that you and grant have done things Um, and at the same time I think there's a lot of things that I've learned in the past year um, year and change uh, that I don't know that I would have been able to learn had I stayed at my day job and and um, tried to do things a little bit more strategically. Um, so it's a little bit of a, uh, yeah, y- 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 you have to sort of feel it out with um, your personal situation and, and um, figure out what's going to work best for you. But I, I definitely, I, uh, Having learned what I've learned in the past year, <laughs> really try to recommend to people that, that they do take their time
1: more like you and Grant have been doing. Um, yeah, uh, 100%. But also, you're so right. There's never going to be the right time where everything right. aligns at some point. If the signs are all pointing to yes, you just have to take that leap of faith because there's always going to be something that's not perfect, that's not totally worked out, that's not thought out. And at some point, you just got to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: there's, um, you know, I, I, I had one of my other podcast interviews um, that I did a couple of weeks ago. I, I was talking to a woman who, um, Natasha Platt, who's a muralist and uh, she, you know, she's working in fashion and she, she's been building this sort of mural business on the side. And uh, she was talking about how um, she sort of, there's sort of like a, you set a financial goal and then you get there and then you're like, actually, I think I need twice this much. Yeah. <laughs> so it can be really easy to also just like continually build up your goals and never take the leap. Um, so there's definitely a balance that needs to be found.
1: Yeah. And I totally relate with what you said at my last job. I was so desperate to get out. I honestly quit it. Uh, only having a verbal offer, and not even receiving a written offer letter mm. from d c government because I was so done, and I had just reached that point that you know what if i don 't get this i just i can 't i can 't do this anymore, yeah my health was suffering too much, and it just was taking an emotional toll, mm. so I think in certain instances, you need to recognize that and just take that leap yep. because yeah. it 's not it 's not worth it it 's It's a job. I
0: similarly was having health problems. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a, a period where I was having symptoms that were so like, I thought I had thyroid problems. Yeah. Like I actually went to my doctor to get checked for thyroid problems and she was like, no, your tests are all good. <laughs> um, and then it turned out that it was just a particularly stressful period at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a balance that needs to be had. Um, and, you know, it, it, from my end of things, I've been uh, sort of putting the pieces together in terms of finding sort of, uh, you know, rather than having the like fully built up, uh, exploration fund and you know having sort of tested out my my work for an extended period of time I'm doing more of the jump into it and then like figure out where you can get money (laughs) yeah in whatever way is going to work while you do this
1: (laughs) Um, that's that's totally fair and um, I think the big thing for me too is I actually really enjoy my day job so mm -hmm. I don't feel that urge to like, oh, I'm going to, like, just quit and, like, go full-time on my side business. Yeah. Uh, I think if I didn't enjoy it so much, I probably would be a lot more willing to do that sooner. Mm-hmm. But since I do really enjoy both of the things I do in my time, I have found that I'm a lot more cautious to yeah. go go all in on just the business.
0: Yeah. It, it, it sounds like they, they really um – um Are very good sort of counterparts to each other right now for you, exactly. Um, And I'm sure there will come a time when that is no longer the case. (laughs) Hundred (laughs) percent. At some point, you got to (laughs) do this. Yeah, and it's just staying, staying honest and and true to yourself as you go through that transition um, to know when when the switch point is. Um, Great. Uh, Well, this has been a great conversation, Erica. Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up the call today?
1: Um, I would just say for all the people who are looking to maybe start their own business or maybe jump all in into their creative practice, um, one: if you want to start a business, I highly recommend going to Startup Weekend. Uh, for those of you if who don't know,
0: if you're, oh, <laughs> does not happen in other actually, places? We'll
1: it does actually. It's a global global institution, so there's Very probably cool. a Startup Weekend in your city or in wherever you are in the world. It's a global global event. But you go on Friday night, pitch an idea. This is something you haven't worked on before. People vote on the best ideas and then you form a team around it and work with the help of mentors and coaches all weekend. And then pitch Mm. your idea to a panel of judges on Sunday night with prizes for the best teams. Cool. Like what kinds of prizes? uh, Usually it's um, probably like three months of free co-working space, Mm. uh, mentorship, coaching sessions, legal help. Uh, maybe coding help as well they're not cash prizes usually but usually in-kind prizes to help you grow your business and grow yeah. your idea
0: that's great I highly
1: recommend that as a avenue to test things out and also maybe even meet a co-founder yeah. where I met Grant and so happy I did
0: yeah and actually you know speaking of um, grant and, and what you're doing with mission collaborative yeah we'll wrap up Uh, could you tell us a little bit more just about kind of um, the various programming that that Mission Collaborative offers?
1: Yeah, so at Mission Collaborative, as we mentioned, we're all about helping people make that career change and figure out what the next thing is for them. So we do that through a few ways. We offer one-off workshops on evenings and weekends where we walk you through a certain step of the career design process. And for us, the career design process really starts with reflection. So thinking about, how do I want to show up in this world? Uh, What are my interests? What are my strengths? What are my passions? Um, And really helping people meld that into a personal mission statement that Mm -hmm. they can use as a guiding compass going forward. Once people have their personal mission statement, we help people uh, layer on some what we call definition. So define. So how much do I need to make? Where do I want to live? What strengths do I want to use at my job? Mm. Um, So helping people think through some of the more logistical things and actually using that and the personal mission statement to come out up with a few different career paths that the person is excited to explore. Once you have those career paths, we teach people how to actually test those things out. So, okay, I think I want to do economic development for D.C., how do I actually test that out if this is actually something I want to do? Um, so, we help people build projects that they're able to do in their free time to see if this is a career path that actually gives them energy, if they're excited to do that. And a lot of times, people go through that process and, like, oh, damn, like, I actually don't want to do that. This was not what I expected. Um, back to the drawing board. Hmm. Or, Sometimes people are like, yes, this is awesome. I'm so glad I tested this out. Um, I'm ready to go forward with this. And once people reach that realization, we guide people through the launch phase. So a lot of that is some of the more traditional aspects of career change. So getting your resume in good shape, great cover letter, interviewing. Um, But what we also encourage is helping people define and craft an application project that actually shows the employer the, the value that they would add instead of just telling them. So mm. for example, if I was applying for an economic development job in DC, maybe I could write a plan for how DC could better attract private sector businesses. Mm. Or maybe I could come up with an idea for an initiative or a proposal, or um, maybe I could suggest some design changes to their website or write a Uh, press release, um, if Mm. I was applying to a job related to that, but actually doing a tangible work product to show the employer, like, hey, not only do I have this awesome background, but this is the work that I actually could produce for you, and this is why I'm really excited to do this. We find work so much more effective than just sending in your resume and cover letter and telling them what you could do. It's so much more effective to show them.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, but at Mission Collaborative, we offer... Five week a five-week career pivot fellowship that goes through those four steps reflect, define, test, and some of launch. Um, and that's really an immersive experience uh, to help people go from I don't really like my job, I'm not sure what I want to do next, to I know what I want to do next and I know how to get there. Yeah. But we also offer one-off workshops on different topics like resumes, networking. Um, we also offer just introductory classes to Uh, Mission Collaborative's four-step career design process and a lot of crowdsourcing where you're able to use the wisdom of the room to get concrete ideas and needs to help you on Mm. your career path. Awesome. Cool. And where can we find you on the internet? Yes, you can find us at missioncollaborative.com. Um, and we do all of our programming in DC out of a great co-working space called Logan Exchange by Make Offices. Um, it's in the DuPont Circle area. Um, can't miss it. And we would love to see you there.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Erica. It's been really lovely having you on the show.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Dina. This has been awesome. And thank you so much for the invitation and being such a great supporter of Mission Collaborative. Of course.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Everyday Creative People. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to subscribe to future episodes and rate the podcast, leave a comment, and tell a friend. Drop me a note on Facebook at Dina Adriance Coaching and join the community over in the Creative Playground Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you. See you again next Monday. Same bat time, same bat channel.